Welcome, Traveler. You have entered the realm of adventure. Prepare yourself for tales from beyond the dice. Beyond the Dice is a Dungeons and Dragons 5th edition actual play podcast set in a cyberpunk setting called New Etika. I'm your Dungeon Master Luke, and your player is... I'm Jeff, and I play Gage, a level 2 wizard. Once again, not quite a normal episode, it's just the two of us, myself and Jeff, because of some scheduling issues we had last time, but that's okay, we need to progress our story a little bit. So... Last time on Beyond the Dice, Gage woke up in the hospital, framed for everything that had happened at Terry's. With no allies to help him, he needed to escape and then try and clear his name. That was working well, until he got into a little bit of an awkward situation by leaving the cop car out the front of Terry's. the front of Terry's diner. The two police officers who are keeping a lookout at Terry's diner have seen your cruiser. They have investigated it. They've then called detectives who you had met at the hospital who are now on the communicator talking to somebody you heard the name Danny. They could be calling that other officer at the hospital. Suddenly, they run back to their hover car because these two detectives have a hover car. They pull the doors down because they're the cool, like, awesome suicide doors that sort of fold up. They pull them down. The hover car lifts off the ground, as you can see in your mirror, and it speeds away through the air back towards the hospital. The two other police officers are still at the front, outside of the barrier, and they're keeping a lookout. What do you do? So they're looking in, or they're looking out? They're looking everywhere, but they're not—they're not in entering into the um, the scene, into the evidence area. They're not entering there, but they're looking in there. Yeah, they're looking around everywhere, like keeping a lookout, really. Yeah, yeah, they're on—they're on alert. Gage is going to because oh, they can see directly where Gage is so he can't really move without getting her attention and killing him's really not a good option like it's, they're still cops right at, at the end of the day like Gage isn't quote unquote evil um, like he doesn't want to he doesn't want to hurt them so he knows he's got to wait it out All right, so rather than just sitting around he knows that there's a lot of ash and stuff on the screen on his on the car so they can't really see in um he decides to play it safe and wind up the window and um so he uh the side window where he was watching them from and um waited out a little bit by checking out going back over the footage and back over the data that he collected while he was outside so he brings up his ar and he has a look at um all all the different individual itemized um, tokens that come up, like um, all the what were they? All the all the AR blips, and he kind of like he ranges them like alphabetically and starts or he categorizes them and starts flicking through the different ones. So, what kind of ones were there? There was um, like weapons that mm-hmm. were left behind. Um, impact points for bullets and that sort of thing. There were bits of shrapnel and that sort of thing from an unknown piece of technology. There's information about it saying it's probably a drone or some sort of uh, attack droid. Actually, what what Gage really wants to know, did that old man in the back, did he make it? Ah, yes. So you do find DNA markers with uh, profiles and names next to all of them. So first off, you see... Um, Terrandar in um, quotes, Terry, Trollsbane, and he's, and it says, currently in New Etika Mercy Hospital, 
the owner of Terry's Diner, currently wounded and recovering in hospital, has another little dot point that says that he has a police escort. There is another bit of DNA on the counter, some blood. It says Timber Sildiana. It says that he is a worker at Terry's Diner. Half-elf, he is a witness and he's been released to his home and it has the address. There is uh, two more sort of profiles over to the right. Um, And there's one at the right next to Terry's. It says Brune Lyatt in brackets deceased. Uh, says that he is uh, he was killed in a gunfight before the explosion. He's employed by Wingard Hills High School as a biology teacher. Oh man! Uh, the two off to the right um, reads as Paige Longleaf, half elf student at Darkhaven University, currently residing at home, has been released by police. Has her address. Uh, and then the one next to it, next to her marker, is Nathaniel Calderson, deceased. Uh, he is employed by um, Winder Corp in Lower Etika. He's a, a uh, lift mech worker. He was killed from falling debris in the diner. Then there are markers for Spigston Denser. There's a marker for Cortain. Uh, and then there's also a marker for Moss, quotation marks, Little Moss. And there's also <laughs> one for you. Uh, what about the the other guys from the gang? They uh, have little markers there, question marks. They uh, do have little uh, bits of information underneath it saying that they are suspected members of the syndicate or gang known as the Edict of Ayer, but that's all the information. Does hmm, let's think about this for a moment. Like, does Gage want to try and uh, should he try and clear his name? Like, is that something that um, like does he think it's safe to attempt to try and do that, or do you think it's better to just lay low and see if the cops find someone else or do some real investigating once he's gone? Well, with um. With evidence that you have gathered there, the information of like those guys walking in, a gunfight taking place, you've got all the impact points. Um, if you roll in, if you can get in there, roll an investigation check, you'll be able to pretty much work out and collect the data of which um, which guns were fired first and all that sort of thing, and then send that information to the police to pretty much clear your own name. Gage is going to get out of the car, and um, he needs to get back into that area. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. Do you want to roll a stealth to get out? Um, how are the cops? Are they still on like, high alert, or are they starting to get bored by this point? Yeah, no, they must have. they must have been told to keep a lookout no matter what okay all right let's try this <laughs> so, oh, is so bad, okay gauge is going to use on off techno magic the range is yep. 60 feet is the up uh, is his the car is denny's car denny's police car is that still there yes okay um, how long do you think it will take to investigate the area? Or how long does Gage think it'll take? Yeah, a few minutes, but it also depends on how well you roll as well. Alright, so what he's going to do, he's going to use, he's going to set something up so that you, the cops like turn around and he, like he fails a stealth check or something like that. He's going to, he's going to connect back to the car and then he's going to drive it away. Alright, he's remote driving. Okay. Um, don't need to roll to, to use on off. It's just a cantrip. So he's going to set that up um, so that if needed, he's going to start the car and drive it forward. Um, cool. Cool. Okay, so he's going to very quietly try and get out of his car. Let's get roll stealth. Actually, I'm going to roll it in the... Oh, 
Five. Five? Yep. Let me roll for there. You open the door. It creaks a bit because it's an older car. Yep. You push some wood that is was leaning up against it. It falls to the ground. One of the police officers starts walking over, moves through the barrier. It goes red as he moves through it. As he passes, it turns back to that light blue. What do you do? Yeah, he's gonna, I'm going to activate the car. All right, so you activate the cruiser. Yep. And, the dri- and to drive it forward? Yep. Okay, how far do you drive it? Until it goes out of the range of the techno magic. <laughs> okay, so you like you floor it? Yep. Okay, the car turns on. The other officer who's standing out next to his car looks as this car begins to drive off. The officer walking towards you turns to hear like the screeching of tires as this car just tears up the sidewalk, speeding onto the road. They both start sort of running after it. Then the guy nearest his car gets in, um, waits for his partner, who then jumps <laughs> in the car. They turn their sirens on, and then they and then they speed off after it. What do you want to do whilst all that's happening? Okay, while that's happening, as um, soon as the cop car, soon as the cop turns around, Gage opens the rest of the door, his car door, and yep. hops out. Um, the cops aren't looking at him. Nope. No. Okay. So he makes his way towards. Um, he picks. Actually, he walks by and he picks up the sword and the shotgun. Yep. And he tries to grab. No, nah, no. Nah, he just no. Nah, there's no time for finesse. He just grabs them. Um, and then he goes towards inside the the diner. He, he knows he doesn't have much time. He, he puts both under his arm. Cool. Yep. Uh, would you like to make a a uh, dex check as you move through this diner? Oh, yes. Crit. <laughs> nice. Okay, so you walk into this diner. You won't have to roll it again because you rolled a crit. As you move around, you... What are you going to do? Collect the evidence and stuff? Yeah, he's going to look to see if there's anything more interesting, like the bullet casings, anything that might be worth collating uh, or gathering an investigation. Do you want me to roll an investigation? Yeah, roll an investigation as well, yep. Oh, 19, 25. <laughs> Whoa. Okay, so you pretty much grab all the information of this big heavy case fell off. Oh, sorry, fell off the guy's shoulder, hitting the ground, creating a small crack in the tile. It unfolded. And there is some sort of residue around that area to say that a drone or some sort of um, mechanical thing with flight capabilities launched from that area up into the air. You find um, that those three guys who entered the shop fired first. Um, You find, you actually find a little hidden hard drive as you check like the counter of Terry's diner. Um, There's a lot of corrupted information, but you're able to pull out a slip of a re- of a recording it was video but it's so corrupted that it's just like fragmented video and um the piece of audio that you pull out pretty much has the guy yelling out terry it's time to pay up terry you know from uh, when they when they first burst into the diner mm-hmm. and terry yelling back i'm not being hustled for money all that sort of stuff cool. um and then there's a bit of um there's uh, also a bit of footage of you pointing to the half elf kid saying like, get the med kit as you're, um, as you're standing over or standing near Terry. Um, so um, there's that, you get that information as well as all the information of like who shot first, who shot what and where you also um, get a little bit of information that, um, from the main hard drive that you're guessing the other police officers had got um, or had collected because they they do have some footage of the guys saying um, something about the Edict of Ayer. So that's probably where they gathered that information from. Cool. Oh, that's that's heaps. All right. So Gage is going to grab that information. Um, Yep. By this point, 
what's happened to the car? Has it smashed into something or poor, poor pedestrians or anything, or is it still going? You don't, you can't really see. It's just continued down the road. Okay. So, and the sirens are a little bit quieter. Yeah. Yep. All right. Gage gets out of the building and runs across to the, um, to the hover car. It smashes the window okay, with the, with cool. the sword. Like, or yep. actually, any can you see inside any of the windows? Probably not. Nah, smashes no, the windows. Like yeah, smashes smashes a window. Uh, the sword bounces off the window. The actual blade of the sword bounces off the window. Yep. Wow. Okay. There's uh, a, like a slight line, a cut line, but it bounces off. Yeah. Um. Just remember, these things fly through the air, so they've got to be able to, like. Yeah, take some hits from birds if they're you know pigeons and stuff that are flying through the city. Um, Gage, Gage thinks to himself like, hmm, Cortain should get these windows. <laughs> might save me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> might save me a lot of trouble. <laughs> okay. Um, he tries one more thing. He takes a yep. few steps back and cocks a shotgun and fires it at the window. You blast the window out. Yes. Cool. Um, is there anything... Uh, can he open the door now? Like, get yep. his hand in, open the door? Is there anything inside that is very, very quickly... A uh, roll of perception that's worth grabbing and running. All right, roll of perception. 16. There's really nothing of note in there. Any hard drives Any or any... Looks like it could have possibly been cleaned out at some point. Okay. Gage runs back to his car, chucks the shotgun and the sword in the back seat, and um, start tries to start the car. Your car? Yep. All right. It starts. All right. It starts straight away. Good. That that's 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 really good for his car. Yeah. Um. Before Gage floors his car, he looks up and realizes he can't see. So he very casually, like, stops, thinks for a second, and pulls the lever. He goes, like, "Mm -hmm," and wipes his windows down. (laughs) Yeah. All right. You can just see through it as the wipers, like, push ash and bits of debris and wood away. Cool. Uh, He gets in his car and drives to the opposite direction that he sent his car in. Oh, I sent that. Yep, yep. Okay, cool. Yeah. And leaves. <laughs> okay. Where are you going? Oh, I have got the... all this witness information. You've got uh, all of the, um, like, you've got bits and pieces of footage and audio to sort of get you out of this mess. Um, now, like... Would Gage want to investigate the Edict of Aya? Like, try and... Yeah. He needs... He needs. There's a few things he needs to do. Um, he needs to... He drives home, but not straight to his house. Like, he parks his car a couple blocks away and takes off the number plate. Um, he's going to need to try and find out yep. how to get a new one of those. Um, yep. And then he goes to, like, an equivalent of the internet cafe. Oh, sorry. Hey, just really quickly. Um, some one thing that you were like you would know when you when you buy cars from places, you can pay an extra fee, and they don't send any information to registration. It's not it's not illegal to to not do that. It's just like I forgot to send the paperwork to the vehicle res- registration. So most because there are so many vehicles, they don't like. People don't pay registration fees and all that sort of thing, um, unless it's for specifically for business cars and that sort of thing. So you don't have a number plate. So there's no number plate system at all? Not even like a barcode one? There's like a serial number inside the vehicle somewhere to say that this car is this car, but like the police don't check that unless it's um like you're thinking, unless they find a dead body in the car or whatever. And because yeah, these detectives, right, that's a lot more convenient. Yeah, these detectives are just like, let's mm. get this job done. Let's let's pin it on this guy. Okay. You know that then they, they wouldn't right. have checked that for sure. Well, he still parks it a little bit away because he's gauge and he overthinks things anyway. Um, so, yeah. So he parks it. Um, 
I don't know, would they have internet cafes? Like, what's the new Etika version of an internet cafe? <laughs> Anywhere. They would have a full sensory VR okay. lounge. So he goes, yep, he goes to a VR lounge and um, connects in, runs through, and then uh, purchases a new, like a fresh VPN uh, to reroute through, gets a couple. And then he collates the information together uh, that's required to clear his name. And he sends it to the police um, with a message. I'm giving you this information and I'm not giving it to anyone else. You can choose to do with what you want with the investigation. But if you come after me, the sloppy work of your department's going to be broadcasted everywhere. And then he sets up another um, another server um, in another location with the information on it and if he doesn't go in and check it in the next 24 and then 72 hours yep. it will automatically send it'll broadcast out it'll po- post on different social media like pages and uh, and email it off as well nice he's gonna post it on reddit yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> Right, we, need, cool. we need a we need new like a etika reddit yeah slash yeah. r slash yeah <laughs> we have to we have to make one now before it's uh before this podcast goes up oh no yeah oh no oh no um <laughs> oh, yeah no. all right all so right. that's your contingency plan is set um yeah. what else like what else are you gonna do now you leave the vr place or what are you gonna do yeah yeah he's gonna leave the vr place um and then still got the information, so he's going to um, take it, uh, take it back home. Um, like, stop for a sec and just breathe, <laughs> and just be glad that everything's over. Um, he's gonna send some communications over to other guys just to say like, "Hey, I'm out. You don't need to." I was waiting for your awesome rescue mission, but nothing came. Thanks a lot. Uh, but it's fine I'm fine Um, and then like he just sends a message out like he doesn't try and call anyone or do anything like that and then uh, he starts to try and put this information together Um, he kind of like puts everything out everything he's collected so far uh, backs it up locally and then to like a remote storage as well in case something happens and everything he's got on New Etika. Um, and he kind of just relaxes for a little bit. Um, is it the morning? What time of the day is it by this point? Yeah, by this point, it's almost evening. Okay. It's not too late, though. Okay. He um, changes his clothes, um, puts his stuff in the wash. Um, actually, he probably doesn't have a washing machine, so um, that's probably too much information. But he gets changed. Um he heads back out. Um, he doesn't. He, he gets a. Uh, he rents a. What are the taxis called? Auto cab. Yeah, he rents that, an auto that's cab. The, that's the automatic ones that are like. Um, yeah, like driven by a robot. Yep, gets an auto cab, and he goes down to uh, the university where one of the witnesses. Actually, oh, is it worth doing that? Is it worth chasing that up? Like, what information are they gonna have on? The university probably won't. Yeah. Or the, the guy from the university is probably not going to really have anything. Um, so, yeah, there's the... So, for the witnesses, there was um, obviously Terry. There was the half-elf teenager. Uh, there was the the deceased old man. There was the, um, the young woman from the university and her boyfriend who's deceased. Uh, he worked at, like, a company in the industrial part of New Redica. There were the there were the witnesses. Yep. Okay. Uh, the old man was his address there. Uh yes. Okay. So he's gonna go. He's gonna collect, like, grab a copy of the information, um, like the evidence, and he's gonna go down to the old man's place. Um. Yeah. When he gets there, is his, um. What kind of place is it? Uh, it's an apartment. 
like most places mm-hmm. in Darkhaven. Uh, it's okay. It's not a completely shitty rundown one. It's in a decent part of town. Um, you get to, like, you go through the front doors. There's, like, a, a desk area. Um, there's an old sort of older lady sitting behind it. And she says, hello, what can I do for you? What's the, What was the guy's name? His name was um, Bern Lyatt. Uh, hey, um, did you know a man by the name of Bern? Bern, yes, he uh, works down at the at the uh, the college at the the high school. Um, does he have any family here? Oh no, Bern's wife died a few years ago. He uh he lives here by himself now. Well, I don't I don't know who else to tell, but um. Burns passed away. Just and you know, there was a there was a firefight down at Terry's and uh if anything happens you know, Burn was a good bloke. And I just wanted you guys to know that. He grabs um a data chip out of his pocket and he says if Burn has any family or any kind of like is any insurance issues or anything like that about how he died um, they should be able to help clear him of anything. And he gives it to her and he leaves. <laughs> That's it. He just, he knows there's nothing he can really do. He doesn't really have much family, but at least if someone contacts, they can find out what happened to him if the police don't bother to do their job. Yeah. So cool. you, you as you pass it to her, she has tears in her eyes and you just walk away all like a mysterious cool guy. And I fucking love it. Yeah. <laughs> what um are you going to investigate anybody else or go see anybody else? Um Paige was there. Uh Terry's he's recovering in hospital. It's not worth chasing up. It might be worth talking to Paige, see if she knew anyone in the situation, but I don't think that's very likely and she's a witness herself. Like she knows what happened. Doesn't need to really talk to her. Um yeah, but like she's like she's a regular of Terry's. She lives in Darkhaven in this area, so she may she might know something. Okay, like All that's right. like that's what I think that's what Gage would probably think is like yeah she's a witness, uh, but like she might know something because she lives in this like this put up this part of town, so she might have seen those guys before or something. All right, cool. I should read more investigative novels. Anyway, okay. So Gage heads down to Darkhaven University. Oh, you have her address. You don't need to go to the uni because it's the evening now. She's probably oh, sorry. There. Yeah, she's yeah, she's probably not there. And she's probably on some. You know, you got to make sure you get that, that special consideration. Leave. Yeah, special consideration. Got to get those marks back up. <laughs> yeah. All right. So you head down to um, the folder building. That's uh, that's where she is. Uh, they also the information there tells you that she's in apartment eight five four. Currently residing in in the folder building at apartment eight five four with her sister Mia. Cool. So you enter the building. Uh, there's like a, there is a lobby and a desk and thing and that sort of thing, but um, you can hear that there's a somebody in the back office. Um, you hear a kettle. There's nobody at the desk. Walk walk past the desk. Cool. There are elevators. Yeah, go in the elevator. There's no point walking up steps. Nope. You press the level 8 button. You are standing in this elevator that has, like, sort of mirrored walls. There are scratches and, like, graffiti on it. And there's, like, one of the, one of those walls is cracked. The mirror's cracked. You get to the 8th level. This is not the nicest building. Um, mm-hmm. You enter and out into the hallway. You find um, room 854. Um, it's a standard sort of wooden door with a little peephole so that they can see you. Okay. Yeah. Um, Gage will knock. He'll kind of go to hit it hard, and then he'll pull back and kind of knock it with his finger. And he'll stand there so that they can see him. He won't hide his face or anything, especially after what they've been through. Like he won't try and freak them out anymore. All right. So the door opens a bit. It catches on a chain. Uh, half elf woman is there. She has um 
like mousy brown hair that's uh, sort of cut short and sort of curly. Is it Paige? No, it's not. It's not Paige. Uh, hello. Um, she sort of looks you up and down. Did you need something? Yeah. Hey, I was, I was at that. Uh, I was at Terry's the other day, and I wanted to make sure Paige was all right. Oh. Well, is she here? She is. Are you you a detective? You could say that. I want to make sure that what what happened to her and what happened to the other people, what happened to Brown and the other people that were there that was wrong. I want to find out what happened or see if we can try and hunt down the people that did this to her boyfriend. Hmm. If you just let me... Sorry? Okay, she rolled an insight check. She got really high, and she knows that you're 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 telling you're telling the truth. She unchains the door. Um, she opens it up. She sort of motions you to come in. Yep. Gage walks in. You enter the room. There's sort of mi- mix match furniture. Um, there's a big um sort of. Uh, display television on the wall. Uh, it looks looks older, an older style one. It ain't nothing in this apartment is brand new or of super high technology that you've um, that you've seen before in places. This is you know they they obviously can't afford a lot and they don't they can't afford to upgrade regularly. Um, Mia then like points towards one of the doors to the sort of um, the back left of this apartment. And she says, my sister's uh, through there. I'll, I'll um, come with me. She walks up to the door. She knocks and you hear a, uh, a woman from beyond the door saying, yes. Mia then opens the door and she says, uh, there's, there's a guy here. He says that he was at Terry's diner and he's here to investigate and um, to hopefully hunt down those who who did this. Gage kind of like takes a step back and he's a little bit humbled by it. So he kind of like, he's got his hands in his jacket pocket and he kind of like lifts him out a little bit. Like, yeah, me. <laughs> Mia steps back a bit um, and she says, well, uh... Uh, what, sorry, what was your name? Uh, I'm Gage. Gage. Yeah. Um, Gage, would you would you like a tea or a coffee? I'll I'll uh, I'll go and make I'll go and make one. Yeah, that that'd be great. Thanks. Cool. Uh, so she goes off towards the kitchen. Um, you enter the room. And is it a is it a bedroom? Yeah, bedroom. Yeah. Um, She's got dark brown hair. She has um, sort of a slightly tanned skin. She's sitting um, in a dressing gown on her bed. Uh, Across on the right wall, there is a desk with stacks of papers and a touchscreen display. On the touchscreen, you see various um, essays open. Um, Laying next to her on the bed is an old revolver and several rounds. It's black. It's got a pearl grip, um, and on the pearl grip, you can see this finely carved panther head. Um, she takes the pistol and sort of like like pushes it aside, and she looks up and she says, I remember you. You, you tried to help us. She's got some tears in her eyes. Yeah, I tried, but I didn't expect a, motor- a motorbike to come blasting through the window. That was a little bit more than any of us thought was going to happen. Yeah. Look. Gage, oh, sorry. Gage motions with his hand towards a chair so he can grab it. Yeah, she nods. Uh, Yeah. He can't, he grabs it and pulls it around and puts it in front of himself to get on like the same level. So he's not like standing over the top of her. Cool. Yep. If you can find who did this and put a start to them, I'll... I'll tell I'll tell you anything. I, I don't know what may help. I don't know what I will know that is is beneficial. But I will tell you for Nathaniel's sake. They killed the man that I loved. 
and I want to punish them for it. Okay, Paige. Look, he puts his hand forward, like... Um, so, those guys, like, I couldn't get much information on them. Have you seen any of them before? I had seen one of them before. Um, he was speaking to a, uh, a small-time gangster that I actually went to school with, but he, he dropped out to go full-time in, in some sort of gang or to sell drugs or something. But that, that's, that's the only time I had seen any of them. Okay, what, what was his name? Who, my friend? Yeah, your friend. Yeah. Well, he's not really my friend anymore, but anyway, his name is Dalen. Taylor. Yeah, he. Look, I've. Where I saw him, I was um, on my way back from school, and I saw him heading into an alleyway behind a pawnbroker. I've heard that he works there pretty often. It's called um, the Finest Wares. He uh, he works out the back, and he like uh, some of my friends who buy stuff from him says that he he sells drugs there. Behind the uh, behind the the pawnbrokers, some some tears roll down her face. Well, that's that's good. That's good. You're doing you're doing really well. That that'll really help. It'll give me something to continue with. Um, look, I saw you had a gun. Like maybe just give it some time, and don't go taking that around. Like I I don't think that'll try and solve that won't solve your issues. Like. At least, at least let us have a look at it before you try and go shooting anybody. That's only gonna ruin your life almost, almost as much as Nathaniel's was. But if I had had this at the diner, I could have actually helped. I was, I was scared, and I, I and I cowered in the corner. But now, now I know my own strength. I was able to lift that beam off of Nathaniel and myself and I was able to pull myself out of that fire and yes I've got a burn here or there but I survived and this this is for protection and it will never happen again she, she um, picks up the pistol and she's sort of like spinning the uh the barrel or the the chamber whatever you call it on a revolver she's spinning that and you hear it clicking over well page i'm i'm all for a young woman trying to look after herself but in a situation where there was so many guns and such tech i don't advise you start chasing down the edict of ire um i'm just i'm not i'm not stupid I, I won't I won't be chasing them down but if they do come after me again or if I'm stuck in another situation like that I will protect myself okay have you ever shot a gun before? yeah this was our father's and uh before he um before he left before he died he uh, showed me how to use it. I haven't touched it in a long time because I didn't think I needed to. Looks like things are different now. Um, Gage has look. He puts his hand forward for her to pass over the gun. She passes it over to you. Okay, and he has a look at it. Make sure the barrel's clean, and checks the bullets make sure that they haven't leaked any powder or anything like that now they're in it's in amazing condition okay he showed me how to clean it too that looks good it's scary this is this new etica this dark haven this is a bad place the fact that you feel that you have to have this but i understand well maybe when i finish university and I get my degree maybe I can start working closer to Arcadia the center of the city I'll have a good job and I can take my sister with me 
we can get out of this this place. Maybe, maybe. Gage gets up and uh, leaves. <laughs> cool. Cool. So where are where are you off to now? Just gonna go down to the arcade or to the port to the pawnbroker and find out if there's anyone around there. You get to the uh, pawnbroker, uh, a big neon sign in um, the the word the is in sort of like a cursive neon and then finest wares are in big block letters around the sides of the sign there are like neon outlines of like guitars and pistols and swords and um, bowling balls and like all like um, televisions and all this sort of stuff you do you enter the 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 place do you go in um kind of just looks like a normal point broker yeah but it was behind like was it behind is in an alley behind or was it behind as in like through it she saw him enter an alley behind that place okay so gage is gonna go behind the place all right you go behind so you see the place you walk around you find an a um a little entryway into the alley you're walking down the alley and there are some like lights lighting the alley up um you see sitting on like an old couch in the alleyway there is um there's a guy there he's wearing baggy orange cargo shorts over the top of black compression pants so you know like those black skins that people wear Mm -hmm. for exercise yep Mm-hmm. Um, he has a thick grey hooded jacket uh, which has a metallic plate over one shoulder and then metallic uh, sort of rings running down the arm to emulate a cybernetic augment um, beneath the jacket he's wearing a loose white singlet that has like black drips and stains on it you see that he has one pointed ear and one rounded ear um, that's the description that she gave of you um, with a with a shave, sort of like a buzz cut hair. He's half elf, and he was born with one human ear, one one half elf ear. Um, but he was pretty oh, distinguished. No. Um, yeah. As he sees you walking closer, he uh, pushes some thick white glasses closer to his face. They were sitting like on the edge of his nose, and uh, he calls out, "You one of Oblers?" And it echoes down the alleyway. Before Gage says anything, um, I just want to do a perception check. Yep. And see if there's, see if he can see anyone else around. Um, Fifteen. Oh, and also to check for exits. If there's any, is is this a, like a, a closed off alley? Is it like can you get through to the other side? Um, it like it's like a T intersection he's at the T intersection there's a whole bunch of shit piled up in um, say the left side of the T so you can't really get through it's like old bins and um, garbage and that sort of shit okay so there's plenty of oh so you can't so it's kind of they've made oh there's still multiple ways to get out if needed yeah sort of thing okay um so Gage Gage walks up a bit closer um says back I'm more looking for information but I'm willing to well I don't I'm willing to buy it oh okay well since you're willing to buy what sort of information do you want I'm looking for you know what kind of friends do you have in the area who who are your regular customs I'm looking I'm looking for some guys that shot up Terry's place not that long ago Oh yeah, Terry's. <laughs> what a shame. That place made some dope pancakes. Am I right? Well, you know what? I don't really sell out my customers, to be honest with you. Um, and those guys, they ain't my customers anyway. So, let's say, because you're looking for information on uh, 
us and people that aren't really small time dudes, uh, it's gonna cost you a pretty chip or two. 200. 100. It's a flat fee here, my friend. 200. Take it or leave. Alright. That was pretty easy. <laughs> As the conversation and the haggling has been going on, Gage has been, like, it kind of started to shout, and Gage has been walking closer and closer to Dalen. And this is like, your information better be pretty good if I'm so easy. And then he, and then he shoves his hand forward and grabs his shoulder. And um, yep. the way he grabs it, it kind of like goes past, um, past his face and wrap like across his face and all of a sudden you can see the black metal arm uh go like he can see it and then it starts to electrocute like it doesn't do anything yet and he and he grapples him so do i, I do a strength check for that right no i'll just like do the normal thing now just flavor thing you grab so you like grab his the electronic shop like sorry the um the, the metallic shoulder that's to emulate augment is that right Yep, that, that's what you grab, his shoulder. Yep. As you grip it, you like crumple the metal a little bit and he like the, the light from the, the electricity is like sort of sparking next to the metal plate. And he's like, whoa, 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 whoa. You're right. They aren't small time crooks. And I'm a bit of a bigger deal too. So maybe you just give me that information and I walk away. <sighs> all right, all right. Look, 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 look. <sighs> the edict. That's who you're talking about, right? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, okay. So, I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you some things because I'm here to make money. I'm here to make chips and credits and untraceable credits. And being dead, that ain't good for making money. And they kind of didn't, you know, mention for me not to talk about them. They just, you know, they've got other rules that I have to follow. And I'm following them, but, but telling you about them, that's not breaking any of their rules. So, okay, okay, as long as you don't fry me or punch me in my face, because these glasses, they're AR glasses. They're expensive. All right, motherfucker? So don't you dare punch them. He squeezes a little bit hard. Ah! <laughs> okay, okay. All right. The edict, they take a cut from whatever I make. It's simple. I sell things and things to get you high, to give you a good time. They take a cut of that. Now, I've heard of plenty of dealers that don't pay up and they've been put down by the edict if they don't. So I pay up, because like I said, being dead ain't good way to make money. Now, I hear one of their lieutenants was killed by some guy the other day. They hustled at Terry's and then he had a couple bullets put in him before they burnt the place to the ground. Gage takes his hand away. Yep. And keeps listening. Okay. Now, I don't know a whole lot, man. He sort of, like, rubs some, some, some spit that was on his, like, pale skin. He rubs it off of his cheek. Uh, and he says, Now, the Edict, they have money. And they ain't come from Darkhaven. Once, I seen him rock up at their hotel or casino, whatever they're making that shit into. And they arrived in speeders, hovercars, man. That shit ain't cheap. See, they they bought they bought this old hotel. It's fallen apart as a shithole. And uh, you know, a lot of my clients come used to come from there. You know, just yeah. <laughs> anyway, they revamped <laughs> that place. Like I said, it's a casino inside. People of note in Darkhaven are gambling there. They're drinking there. They do private things in private rooms there. And my, my pal, Uramir, he works as a guard there. He says that they also do augments there, secret ones. Now, I don't know where they get that stuff, but he says that they got all the grades. They got low-tech augments. They got medium-tech. They got high-tech, and they even have military-grade augments there. But that's all I know. That's everything. He adjusts his white glasses... He sort of steps back a little bit. Well, thanks, Dale. Uh, you've been a great help. I think we might do some more business in the future. Andy Hand. Yeah, man. Anytime. I think I think we can become friends. High five. Mm, 
and like he hands that's cold man and he hands him um 50 creds 50 creds damn i was benching on 200 and um he scratches his shaved head and um you see him like um wiping the sweat off of his forehead and um yeah you see this um this pale skinned orange cargo short wearing little ferret of a half elf sort of lurk back into the shadows and then you see him just uh, sort of running away alright catch you later Dalen Cage isn't very good at taking a bullet or two, but if he needs information, he can get it. I'm Crux, the interdimensional demon bard, and I'll be seeing you next time, Traveler. Hey guys, thanks for downloading, thanks for listening. Uh, thank you for selling me 13 live octopuses that they're now in my laundry sink and they have eaten all of my apples. Uh, you can check us out, as always, at beyondthedice.com or uh, we're more active at facebook.com slash btdpod. Uh, our Instagram, we post pretty cool D&D, RPG, and nerd slash geek-related pictures there. Check it out. Comment. I'm on there all the time. I'll, be, I'll talk back to you. So check us out on Instagram at beyondthedice. We also have Twitter at beyondthedice. Peter has his own, that's at Rock Pete Scissor, and Crux, the interdimensional demon bard. He has some um, some cool shit he loves to say on Twitter, and he's at Crux Tales. Also, if you've got some time, uh, the best way you can help us is to write a review on iTunes. Um, if you like what you hear, please let us know. Thanks. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye. And he gives gives her the USB stick and just walks away. <laughs> you give her a um, let's make it more cyber a cyberpunk yeah, yeah. thing. Let's say uh, you give her the 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 micro crystal, the microchip. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So he gives her. Yeah. What is it? Um. Oh no. The data chip. <laughs> so let's much. Call it a data so chip. much editing. Okay. 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 So check us out on Instagram at Beyond the Dice. We also have Instagram. Um. Nope. 